0: everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it.
1: Hey, welcome back. Today, we are looking at 2 Samuel 22 to 23, as well as Psalm 57. So like I said yesterday, uh, we are now in the epilogue of Second Samuel. So it does feel like we're bouncing around a little bit because the author is just kind of including final closing thoughts. Uh, so you'll feel that in the reading um, but we are definitely closing in on the end of this book of second samuel
0: something that i noticed right away about second samuel these these couple of chapters was that it talked about david's final words um this is now these are the last words of david that's how 23 opens um so to me it was just kind of like whoa wait what we're already transitioning out and I know the way that we've been reading, we've definitely kind of like ping-ponged back and forth between several books and psalms of what David is experiencing um, or psalms about David. Um, so it was just kind of like, I guess, I don't know the right word, like maybe like a little startling, like, yeah. wait, what?
1: It kind of comes out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Um, so as we talked about that a little bit, this isn't the last time that we will that we will hear from David or about David, but we are kind of beginning to close that chapter as we're looking ahead to new leadership.
1: Definitely within the next couple of days, we'll be done talking about David for sure. so weird. Um, So we are going to hear, we're going to hear about David in Kings a little bit. We're going to hear about David a little bit more in Chronicles. So we're not done. And it is kind of an odd place in the book to put the final words of David. You would assume they would put those at the very end. Mm -hmm. They're not at the very end. Um, so this is part of that epilogue, like I said. It is bouncing around a little bit, and it's not the last that we'll hear of David, but th- this is like the last closing definitive statement of David.
0: It's kind of weird as we are reading through the Bible, and we we stick with certain characters for so long. It's kind of like when you watch like a show or... Uh, like a series or a movie or something like that. And like characters that you feel so connected to. Now these are real life people that we're reading about, Mm -hmm. but how you kind of feel like, oh wait, what? We're done with that now? Like Mm -hmm. they're never coming back again. And like, it's so strange. I felt the same way about Moses. I felt the same way about Aaron. I felt the same way about, um, what's his name? Oh my word. Help me. Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Like all those characters just like weird. How are we already done? But here we are.
1: So the focus of David's last words are going to be essentially, it's short, seven 7 verses. And there are some interesting things in it. One, he is declaring that he is speaking on behalf of God. So this is kind of a rare instance of David clearly operating as a prophet, um, speaking as an oracle of God. And he's highlighting essentially the covenant that God has made with him. And promising that he would be the beginning of basically like a forever kingdom. We've talked about that many times. And he's highlighting that. And then also highlighting that those that work against the Lord are wasting their time. And ultimately, Mm -hmm. those who work against the Lord are utterly destroyed in the end. So it's just highlighting the promise that God has made him. And highlighting the fact that his kingdom will be around forever, we continue to believe that is true because we believe Jesus is ruling and reigning, of King of Kings, and that's that, that's David's final words. Yeah,
0: what good like <clears throat> what good advice and um, like if you are passing the torch to someone else, I would appreciate this advice because advice because it's pretty straightforward um, when he talks about what he has heard from the Lord is basically like uh verse four says he dawns on them. Like this is speaking of someone who rules justly. Mm-hmm. Um, he dawns on them like a morning light, the sun shining forth on the cloudless morning um, or the rain that falls down and makes the grass sprout. But then it says in verse six, but worthless are men who are like thorns that are thrown away for they cannot be taken with the hand. Um, So basically, like, it's really interesting how they compare, like, those who serve the Lord as, like, I'm assuming in this case, like, it's like leadership. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're going to be leading the people of God, you better be prepared to keep God the center and not to fall away because worthless are the men who don't care about what God says.
1: That will become a very central talking point as we move into Kings Um, Because those that chose to honor the Lord, they are some of the names that you recognize a little bit more over those that did not. Mm -hmm. And those that did honor the Lord ultimately, like, ruled and reigned justly. They were merciful. They were righteous. And those that did not were just horrible. Mm -hmm. And Israel was successful under righteous kings. And Israel was incredibly unsuccessful under wicked kings. And so it is fitting that David is stressing, like, hey, serve the Lord. And it'll go well for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think he's speaking from his own experience too. It's not just like this, like lofty, haughty kind of. Well, I did great. Like he also had his moments of pretty terrible times.
1: Also, side note: there is a hilarious real-world application of this. This doesn't. This is not true just for ancient kings. Uh, serve the Lord, and it will generally go well for you because serving the Lord, the Lord, mm-hmm. tends to work out to be wise choices and good discernment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it was applicable to Kings. Then it's applicable to us today. Um, One other thing that is kind of interesting to note is that Psalm uh, 18 is essentially exactly the same as second Samuel 22. So second Samuel 22 is David's song of deliverance. Um, It's basically written when, you know, Saul was coming after him with his army and it was written when he had victory over Saul. And so it is almost exactly the same as Psalm 18. And there is some thoughts that one is just copied right out of the other. Uh, There's another thought that one was meant to be like the actual song that was sung and the other was the
0: instructions. Yeah.
1: Kind of the instructions that came out of that. Um, So almost like it was a tool to understand the song or the song came out of the actual writings. Um, But they are prime like practically identical. So, that's just I don't know, interesting. We have covered Psalm 18 before, so I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time on that. Uh also in 2nd Samuel 23, you get, you get David's last words in verses 1 to 7, and then you have kind of this recounting of David's mighty men from verse 8 to 39. Uh it, it, we've we've heard these lists before. We've heard about these guys before. We've heard about like the incredible things they've done. One guy fought off 800 guys by himself. One guy fought off 300 guys by himself. Uh, one guy killed a lion in a pit when it was snowy outside. So it's just recounting a lot of fantastical things that David's commanders were able to do. You will hear many names that are very familiar at this point. Uh, we hear about Joab. Uh, we hear about Uriah the Hittite, who was was um, Bathsheba's husband, that was killed by David, and so it's it's kind of a rerun. We've heard about these guys before, but it is also making sure that they are honored above other men, uh, because David's mighty men were a big part of his story and a big part of his kingdom. Um, so after we finished up Second Samuel twenty three, we also moved into Psalm fifty seven.
0: Psalm fifty seven is interesting because this is actually kind of a callback psalm to when David was fleeing from Saul when he was hiding out in the cave. Um, So this psalm is interesting because it's recounting a part of David's life. Um, But overall, this um, psalm from our footnotes describes it as being a hymn that can be sung uh, with confidence among or amid serious dangers, uh, because we can look beyond those dangers around us and seek God's honor instead. Um, so just like, I guess, as we're looking at the story of David and those like last words in chapters 22 and 23 of Second Samuel, this just reflects back to one of those periods where uh, of David's life, where he had to fully rely on God when he was just hiding out for his life um, from Saul.
1: So that closes out, our readings today, I think probably the easiest your part is from David's last words, which again, spoiler alert, are not actually David's last words as far (laughs) as we will read them. Uh, But he's basically saying, if you want to be a good and righteous king, remember that God has been made a promise and a covenant with his people. And remember that when you serve him, you will honor him. And when you work against him, he'll work against you. Mm -hmm. So I think that that remains true today. Like we are Under God's new covenant, we have a relationship with God through the blood of Jesus, which Jesus has sealed that covenant. Uh, That promise stands forever. And because that promise stands forever, we can, you know, worship God and follow God. And when we do that, life will generally go well for us. I'm not saying you won't encounter difficult times. Of course you will. Um, But it's ultimately best to live a life that honors God and worships him uh, over a life that is against God. So David's last words remain valuable to us today. So we'll be back again tomorrow. I think we're diving back into some Psalms. So we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us, and then leave a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word. And your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today.
0: Second Samuel chapter 22. And David spoke to the Lord with words of this song on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said... The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. For the waves of death encompassed me, the torrents of destruction assailed me, the cords of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord, to my God I called. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry came to his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked, the foundations of the heavens trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils, and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He was seen on the wings of the wicked. He made darkness around him his canopy, thick clouds, a gathering of water. Out of the brightness before him coals of fire flamed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. And he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning, and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, the foundations of the world were laid bare. At the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils." He sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into the broad place. He rescued me, because he delighted in me. The Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands he rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his rules were before me, and from his statutes I did not turn aside. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from guilt. And the Lord was rewarding me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. With the merciful you show yourself mercy, with the blameless you show yourself blameless, with the purified you deal purely, and with the crooked you make yourself seem torturous. You have seen a humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them down. For you are my lamp, O Lord, and my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for those who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? This God is my strong refuge, and has made my way blameless. He has made my feet like a feet of a deer, and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war, so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation, and your gentleness made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me, and my feet did not slip." I pursued my enemies and destroyed them. I did not turn back until they were consumed. I consumed them. I thrust them through so that they did not rise. They fell under my feet, for you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me. Those who hated me, I destroyed them. They looked, but there was none to save. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine as dust of the earth. I crushed them and stamped them down like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from the strife with my people. You kept me as the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. Foreigners came cringing to me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their fortresses. The Lord lives and blessed be my rock. And exalted be my God, the rock of my salvation, the God who gave me vengeance and brought down peoples under me, who brought out from my enemies. You exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from men of violence. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing praises to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever.
1: Second Samuel 23. Now these are the last words of David. The oracle of David, the son of Jesse, the oracle of the man who was raised on high, the anointed of God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel. The spirit of the Lord speaks by me. His word is on my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, when one rules justly over men, ruling in the fear of God, he dawns on them like the morning light like the sun shining forth on a cloudless morning, like rain that makes grass to sprout from the earth. For does not my house stand so with God? For he has made me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. For we, for will he not cause to prosper all my help and my desire? But worthless men are like thorns that are thrown away, for they cannot be taken with the hand. But the man who touches them arms himself with iron in the shaft of a spear, and they are utterly consumed with fire. These are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Joshua Besabeth, a Tecmanite. He was chief of the three. He wielded his spear against eight hundred whom he killed at one time. And next to him among the three mighty men was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, the son of Ahoi. He was with David when he defied the Philistines who gathered there for battle, and the men of Israel withdrew. He rose and struck down the Philistines until his hand was weary, and his hand clung to the sword, and the Lord brought about a great victory that day, and the men returned after him only to strip the slain and next to him was Shama, the son of Agi the herite. the Philistines gathered together at Lehi, where there was a plot of ground full of lentils, and the men had fled the Philistines. but he took his stand in the midst of the plot and defended it, and struck down the Philistines, and the Lord worked a great victory. And three of the thirty chief men went down and came about harvest time to David at the cave of Adullam, when a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was at Bethlehem. And David said longingly, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem that is by the gate. Then the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and carried and brought it to David but he would not drink of it. He poured it out to the Lord and said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of the men who went to risk their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things the three mighty men did. Now Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zariah, was chief of the thirty. And he wielded his spear against three hundred men and killed them and won a name beside the three. He was the most renowned of the thirty and became their commander, but he did not attain to the three. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was a valiant man of Kabziel, a doer of great deeds. He struck down two Ariels of Moab. He also went down and struck down a lion in a pit on a day when snow had fallen. And he struck down an Egyptian, a handsome man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand. But Beniah went down to him with a staff and snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. These things did Beniah the son of Jehoiada, and won a name beside the three mighty men. He was renowned among the thirty, but he did not attain to the three. And David set him over his bodyguard. Asael, the brother of Joab, was one of the thirty. Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem. Shama of Harad. Elika of Harad. Helez, the son of Apalite. Era the son of Ikesh of Tekoa. Abiezer of Ananoth. Mabunai, the Hushethite. Zalman, the Ahahite. Mahrai of Nasapha, Hilab the son of Bana of Netophah, Itai the son of Ribai of Gibeah, of the people of Benjamin, Baniah of Pirathon, Hidayah of the Brooks of Gosh, abba Alban the Aberthite, Asmaveth of Bahurim, Elahaba of Shalbanite, the sons of Jashan, Jonathan, Shama the Herite, Achim the son of Shara the Harite, Eliphalet, the son of Ashbashai of Makkah, Eliam, the son of Ahithophel the Gileanite, Hezro of Carmel, Peri the Arbite, Ilgal, the son of Nathan of Zobah, Bani the Gadite, Zalek, the Ammonite, Naharai, of Beeroth, the armor bearer of Joab, the son of Zeriah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gerab the Ithrite, Uriah the Hittite, 37 in all.
0: Psalm 57 Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge till the storms of destructions pass by. I cry out to God Most High, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts, the children of man, whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you, the nations. For your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth.
1: Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.